Hi, and welcome to Forest for the Future, the podcast series on how innovation in FSC can help save our forests. We all know that forests play a key role in combating climate change and the biodiversity crisis that we're facing. And in this podcast series, we will be exploring how innovation, especially within tech tools, but also more broadly, can help us protect our forests and support the mission of FSC, which is to ensure responsible forest management of all of our forests worldwide. The episodes will explain the ideas behind current and future key projects in FSC, and we'll dive into the project progress. We will be hearing from program managers, senior management of FSC, the digital partners, and from FSC members. In this first episode, we will take a step back and ask the top management of FSC why it's so important that FSC invest in digital innovation. Because how can tech tools actually help us combat climate change and ensure more responsible forest management? And how will all of these new tools impact the future and current stakeholders in FSC, our certificate holders, our retailers, the NGOs, the governments, the researchers and the consumers? That's what we'll be asking the director of FSC, Kim Carstensen, and our CIO, Michael Maroos. In other words, we will be letting you into the engine room of our technology and information unit and give you a glimpse into some of the thinking that's going into our digital strategies. We hope that you will find this podcast and the visions in it as exciting as we do. And with that, let's get going. But first... Let's take a one-minute rundown of what FSC actually is, if you've never heard about us before. FSC stands for Forest Stewardship Council, and we're a global nonprofit member organization. Our mission is to ensure sustainable management of forests worldwide, and when we say sustainable, we mean it. That's why our gold standards, which are created by companies and foresters and social organizations and environmental NGOs in a joint effort, provide the most credible guarantee for responsible forest products worldwide. That's also why our label is the most trusted label on a global scale. FSC has been providing certification tools for responsibly managed forests for more than 25 years. And today, more than 80,000 companies and approximately 210 million hectares of forest worldwide are certified to our standards. From the outset, FSC has been based on trust and analog tools. And why would that need to change? Let's start by asking Kim Carstensen. Hi, Kim, and uh, welcome. Thank you for, for being our very first guest on this podcast show. Thank you for wanting to see me. Of course. Um, I'd like to start from a very strategic angle. Um, in your opinion, why does FSC have to digitalize it all? Well, basically, I think this is because the world is digitalizing. It's not us doing it. It's us fitting in with what the world is, is doing these days and the enormous array of new opportunities coming with digitalization. Mm-hmm. And what if, if you had to phrase it, what would be the overall goal for us with the digitalization? The overall goal would be to uh, be able to offer better, more reliable, quicker, hopefully even cheaper services to our customers. And how do we approach that change? Well, first of all, we're investing and we've been investing now for some years into digitalization, something FSE didn't do before and that we have now changed. Uh, So we're putting some money into it. We are developing partnerships with uh, external experts and service providers, which I think is really important that we don't believe that this is something we can just invent ourselves because we cannot. So those two things we're doing and then we're looking for different ways in which digitalization can help parts of our programs. Mm -hmm. And which of the projects that we have makes you most most excited? 
I mean, I'm really excited about the possibility of us getting better data about the impact of certification around the world. I mean, it will be possible it, to know what certification provides in terms of environmental benefits, in terms of some of the social aspects, even though they're more difficult to measure. Um, but to find that and have sort of one format where we can actually understand what the impact of certification is, I think that's going to be enormously interesting. And how, if if you were to describe, how would you see that unfolding? Would that mean a lot of impact on our certificate holders to get to that point? No, I don't think so. I mean, what it's about is that we need to have uh, different types of audit reports where the report comes in one format so that you can compare across different audits where it comes in a digitized format so that you can actually get the information out of the report, not from a PDF file, but from something that is researchable. But for the for the uh, the uh, certified companies, I think it'll be more or less the same. They'll have the same kinds of audits. They may be asked slightly different questions, but the overall effort will certainly not be more. It will rather be less. Mm -hmm. And how do you see initiatives like GIS fit into that initiative? Well, I see that being part of what the initially the auditor would use in terms of understanding what may have happened in the estate over the past year. You can see where harvests have happened, where they have not happened. You can see, and, and stakeholders can do the same. So stakeholders can also come up with information or raise questions or issues based on what they have seen on the maps when we have them. I mean, we now have over 50% of the certified area on maps already. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get that percentage up uh, quite quickly. Um, and if we do that, then that will be a great source of information for the auditors, for the uh, the uh, stakeholders who may be interested, and in some cases even also for the forest managers, even though they have a lot of that information themselves, most of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it could be an early warning system for them as well. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are the effects that you're hoping to see, both long-term and short-term? Well... Short term and long term, I'm hoping that we get much better data about the impacts of FSC certification. I think that's enormously important to sell the story to the uh, to the final buyers of FSC certified products. It's also a, a great way for the uh, certified companies to know that they're part of achieving something out there. So that I really hope. And then I hope a lot of our processes will be quicker and easier than they are at the moment. And I think that will be helpful for all of us because we we're definitely not too fast on decertification. I think that's enormously important to sell the story to the uh, to the final buyers of FSC certified products. It's also a, a great way for the uh, certified companies to know that they're part of achieving something out there. So that I really hope. And then I hope a lot of our processes will be quicker and easier than they are at the moment. And I think that will be helpful for all of us because we're definitely not too fast normally. <laughs> no, no, that we haven't been known to be too fast. Exactly. But if you zoom out and look at all of the challenges that we're facing in, in sustainable forest management around the globe, how does digitalization fit in? Is it the right place for us to invest our fund? I mean, if you look at challenges like illegal logging, look at challenges like uh, deforestation happening around the world, a lot of that can be seen through digitized means and that will help cert certified companies also in terms of being able to demonstrate that they're not part of that of that movement. So that, I think, is a big advantage in itself. And then in addition, I think there will be monitoring technologies 
even some that we don't know of yet, using sound or using other elements to actually be able to monitor what's going on in terms of biodiversity, in terms of a range of other issues on this, in the certified areas. And I think there's a lot we can do. We're only beginning to uh, to look at the tip of the iceberg. There would be much more coming. Uh, and overall, I think we will know more about our impact. We will be able to have easier processes. We will be able to share information and we'll be able to learn much more than we do at the moment. We've heard now from Kim Carstensen why it's so important that FSC invests in digital tools. But how will FSC pull it off? Let's find out more of the details behind the vision from Michael Maroos, the CIO of FSC. So, Michael, can you just start by... <coughs> Not coughing. <laughs> Michael, could you start by introducing yourself? Thank you, Loa. I'm Michael Marus. I'm the Chief Information Officer and Director of IT at FSC International. And what does that mean? What do you do in a normal day? In a normal day, I work with um, those who are leading programs in uh, data and knowledge management and IT systems and supply chain integrity to help improve uh, FSC system and become more open and knowledgeable about the forest of the world. Why did you come to FSC in the first place? I came to FSC because I, I, I felt it was a great opportunity to work for an organization that, that does some of the most important work um, for humanity and our planet. Okay, and so when you first stumbled upon the job description, because you started roughly three years ago, what was it that attracted you there? Oh, Loa. <laughs> um, what attracted me was the work that FSC does, mm -hmm. its mission, the fact that it put in its global strategy a, a, an entire pillar to unleash the power of knowledge. And going through interview processes, learning that, you know, a lot of wood supply chains and what FSC is, the, the environment that FSC is trying to work in is still paper-based, doesn't have a lot of potential to unleash the power of knowledge. And I thought that that's where I want to work. Okay. So what's your plan? What are your top priorities in, in working with FSC? Top priorities with working in FSC? Um, to unleash the power of knowledge, it means that data is available, structured, standardized, so that it be can become information, so that it can inform and be useful, so that it can support FSC's mission. That's, that's my main goal. And that's not the case today? It is the case today, but the, the standardization part, the making it flow, the ensuring that it um, has not only the ability to be in the right place and in the, in the eyes of those who need to use it and need to consume it, that's something that we're working on. Okay, can you, can you break that down for me? What, what does that mean? Um, it means that, that information can come from data and that it's timely and it's about the issues that Forrest uh, face today and that that really are key to FSC's mission. So FSC and certification, those certified forests around the world, what they're about, where they are, what types of forests they are, what are the specific standards that they're running under, how it's being improved over time, how our membership drives um, the FSC system and molds it to 
progress and constantly improve. Um, that's what it's about, having the information in a timely manner for those who need to use it and consume it and contribute to it, really. So you're talking about the fundamental data structures, basically, of FSC? Yes. And are you then, are you undoing all of those, or...? Or what? What's no, I in in fact I um, I realized I came into FSC and it, it's a it's a or an organization that's been around 25 years. There's a lot of knowledge, a lot of digital that exists in FSC. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to make it to unleash that power of knowledge and allow it to flow, not based on paper-based processes and 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 uh, destroying the core content. It's just allowing that content to flow in ways and allow it to be contributed so that that knowledge can be shared and consumed by others who need to, to use it. Can you give me a more specific example? Sure. Um, researchers constantly are trying to, to, to do research on the forest of the world that, mm -hmm. that go from issues from social issues to environmental issues to even the economic issues that forests face. Having good data on where the forests are, what, are, what is the nature of the forest, what are the, the corrective actions that are being implemented in improving those forests over time is something that are very much available in our forest manage, management audit reports that are online today. But to make that information and data accessible and usable, it's locked away in unstructured um, formats. So what we're working on are things like forest management uh, online reporting so that that data can be contributed just like it is today. But we can see the improvements and do comparative analysis and allow researchers also to dig in and get the data they need to be able to support good research for improving uh, forest around the world. Okay, so what you're saying there is that the data that, that FSC collects is basically the same, it's just done in a smarter way? Done in a smarter way. Uh, when I say standardize, it means really structuring and standardizing how it's contributed, catering for better quality so that less, fewer mistakes are, are made, um, but also so that that data can be stored in ways that one can perform analysis or expose it in ways that are not only through a document that one may read, but also in a map or a, a, a database table mm -hmm. that can be consumed in different ways. So we're opening up the different avenues towards that information and data so that it's not only a one-way street and a one-way uh, method to, to discover and find it and use it. Mm -hmm. So basically moving away from PDFs and Excel files into structured data that can be used in a a multitude of ways. Exactly. Very interesting. Is that the project that excites you the most about working with FSC, or what's what's the uh, what's the projects that really excite you right now? The project that I think all of our, our projects excite me to a to a great extent. But um, I have to say that in 2019, when we published the first maps of FSC certified forest, as well as the FSC membership, as well as where is FSC around the world, mm -hmm. um, as well as our facts and figures. Mm -hmm. It um, was truly exciting because I know that FSC had been, um, you know, trying in various ways to do those very things, publish those maps, make them available online, ensure that they were updated with timely, good information. And today, 
We now have around 70% of our FSC certified forest online, on maps, to, to understand better what's, what's happening with those, with those forests. So that's truly exciting. And that was completely a voluntary effort. I mean, our members and our certificate holders wanting the, the highest level of transparency, it really showed that that's true because they contributed the maps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, cutting edge technology um, is, is exciting for FSC because we're working in an environment that is not so technologically um, able in terms of wood supply chain. So when I think about blockchain, not as a, an emerging technology, because I think it already has emerged. Businesses and companies are using blockchain um, for a variety of uh, uses, and, and that includes supply chain related management. But what I see in blockchain is something that is um, not only something that strengthens uh, supply chains in, in terms of verification, mm-hmm. but it, it provides a value to the certificate holder who contributes to that blockchain and contributes that claim information about what materials they're passing through the supply chain that allows them to show that value of being a part of FSC, not only through the label, but through the verification of those who they're connected to in the supply chain. So that value of being a contributor and having your suppliers and buyers Mm -hmm. also contribute strengthens the, the level of verification that you can display and show in the context of being an FSC. So that, that value goes quite far. It goes, I think, well beyond supply chain management and, and verification and potentially even traceability. It goes to the value of being a part of the FSC system and showing those volumes and those species and those source locations has has everything to do with what global markets today are demanding in terms of replacing concrete and steel and other materials with wood-based products and and you know one one part is being the the sustainable sourcing um, with fsc but another part is what are the carbon elements the carbon measurements that you can um you can claim from being a part of that system. So, I mean, it opens the certificate holder to, you know, opens them up to a wide variety of important um, uh, vehicles to participate not only as a certificate holder with responsible sourcing, but also in the contribution to some of the the biggest issues like climate change that forests are facing today. Mm -hmm. If you look at FSC from like from a higher angle or more strategic approach, What's the biggest challenges for you in terms of, of introducing digital tools? Ah, well, I think um, if, I, if I take that point of view, I mean, the biggest challenges are really um, instituting change where you're hearing the need for change from a variety of stakeholders saying, I need the information, I need to know how this standard has developed over time and how we can learn and continue to improve, for example. But, but at the same time, when you try to institute change and find the good solutions and put in technology that can enable, it's difficult for humans in general to make those changes and to overcome just simple change, even though they're the ones who really 
have a voice and saying we need mm-hmm. we need something different. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in those cases? What you do is you try to engage well mm-hmm. and and understand the need and you know when you have a an, an organization that's that's like FSC 25 years old it's developed it's progressed over time it's done it's done its own innovations mm-hmm. with its core um, responsible forest management what you try to do is not break the the system while trying to implement change so it's it's um it's not an easy uh, task but you try to engage and do it with good technology foundations Mm-hmm. that will allow bringing in technology into the fabric of FSC over time that that hopefully those who may notice change may notice improvements it can be gradual enough that it doesn't disrupt them too much mm-hmm. but as a stakeholder of FSC or as a certificate holder of FSC are you then also saying that that you should expect change and be ready for change I think um, it's clear that there, there, you know, progress means change. And in terms of technology, definitely FSC having um, a strategy that supports unleashing the power of knowledge to do that, we do need to change some fundamental things that, that will institute change. Many of them, the certificate holders and the cert- certification bodies and other stakeholders will see the benefits. They will mm-hmm. see the benefits in those change um, efforts, and it, it. I don't think it will be too much of a difficult process. Okay, so I shouldn't expect as a certificate holder that you will ask me next week to change my entire IT system. No, uh, changing IT systems. I don't think we'll ever try to delve into the operations and choices that a certificate holder or a certification body makes. What will, you know, one, one thing in standardization of technology is that you can use the open protocols to communicate so that you can streamline how you work with those entities who may be contributing or consuming the information that, that you make available. So um, You need to break that down for me. What did you just say? The open, <laughs> what is an open protocol? Open protocols are ways that um, information systems can exchange information. It's it's the key uh, terminology, I guess, would be interoperability. It means that my information system can talk to yours, and they have protocols by which they say we understand what we're we're exchanging, and okay. we understand what we're allowed to do. Am I allowed to? write information about audits into the FSC system or am I able to consume them? So it's it's the the protocols to exchange information and understand really what that information is. Okay. And you're saying FSC will will use standardized protocols. Absolutely. <laughs> which would then mean that I as a certificate holder can choose whatever system I want as long as it's built on the same really standard protocols. Right. We, we every time we will release an, a technology and have protocols in place to interact with it with a, another information system, be it uh, a certificate holder information system or a, or a software program, we'll establish what what kinds of protocols you're able to use so that you can standardize on that and and uh, connect with FSC. But will will it see the thing that I'm I'm trying to figure out here is does that mean 
fundamental change to me, or uh, or is it likely that my systems are already built on these kind of protocols? Well, you know what, I would I would say the latter. It's likely that your information system is already built on standard protocols. Almost every uh, system, even if you're very much grassroots using Microsoft Excel to to mm -hmm. do a lot of your accounting and 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 different types of um, information storing but all the way to, to you know enterprise systems that run your enterprise resource planning and and supply chains they all employ standard protocols to allow you to exchange information okay so change but not watershed will redo everything change that's correct it's just that we're becoming more open in terms of unleashing the power of knowledge means standardize how it's stored and contributed, but also standardizing on how it can be accessed and discovered. What does that mean to the security of my data? Well, you know, one, one aspect of everything that we're doing in technology is information security and data protection. So to maintain compliance, but also the appropriate access to information, we have um, some of the best technology standards in place so that our information systems can understand the authorization of who is uh, consuming the information or who is contributing it so that it's very, very tight on the security. But that also goes for what we publish publicly. We do that so that it's uh, information that's published appropriately publicly and that's uh, vetted for that. So you're actually saying that the new systems will make my data more secure? Absolutely, definitely more secure. We, I mean, all of, of the work that we're doing has encryption, not only in the transport of that information so that it can't be intercepted, but also in the storage so that it's stored in a secure way and has very tight access levels to, to allow it to be, the, the security to be maintained. If you try and look five years ahead, what, is, what does the digital future of FSE look like for you? To me, the digital future of FSC sees a system that constantly improves and constantly looks at its core um, mission, the world's forest. Uh, but it does it with a different set of tools and it uses different uh, modes of transportation to, to, to progress with the forest. And that, that mode of transportation is a lot of digital technology. In fact, I mean, Unleashing the power of knowledge is more a nature of, it's not the actual technology. You need that infrastructure and that data protection and security in place and, and standardization. But what we really need is that knowledge actually flows into those information systems and that knowledge can be shared and consumed and used. It's really always the people aspect of putting out technology and making it useful. Um, so I see in, in five years, FSC being that completely digital capable organization where anyone, researchers, the public, consumers, certificate holders, they can ask using the technology, ask the questions, get the answers, contribute. Um, we're a very consultative organization. 
the consultation and, and having that be more meaningful and accessible to those who, who need to be able to consult on some of these issues, we will open up and break down barriers that, that, that you know, don't allow us to progress as, as quickly as we need to. But you see, well, we both know FSC is not always the fastest moving creature in the world. We're a big organization. We have a lot of stakeholders. Can we move fast enough to be relevant in that arena? Well, um, I think that's the, the point, is that technology, I mean, t if you ask me, the, in, in the 25 years that FSC has been around, it's done a lot of innovative work. It's progressed greatly. But, you know, in today's world, with, in a digital world, we need timely information. And so that timeliness and the ability to, to be in the right place at the right time with the right data requires that that knowledge is transferred, stored, standardized, and available at the right time. That's where you get the timely aspect and being there and being fast enough is by having the technology that gets you the data in the right moment. But is it likely that FSC will be at a place where we can say, we got that done in five years? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that um, uh, a lot of the work that we've done in the last year and a half established the foundations. We're already seeing the products on top of that, mm -hmm. uh, those foundations like the maps and our infrastructure that allows us to, to publish the maps and even do geospatial analysis. FM online reporting is at a very good point in terms of um, infrastructure and data and capture. We will, we will uh, definitely in five years be at that point. What is, so you said all the work we did in the last year and a half, what is that work? That work uh, was a lot of understanding about FSC, understanding the nature of data and information as it, as it is or as it was at the time in terms of certification, in terms of stakeholders, who they are, where they are, how they contribute. And that infrastructure has been, and clearly um, also what comes into account is data protection, information security, fortifying our, our, our IT infrastructure with systems and data stores and um, the management of authorization and access We've worked on those and we've built an infrastructure, uh, uh, an entire landscape of infrastructure that can allow us to now improve and offer new, more secure methods to, to exchange information and also to contribute it. Okay, so you're basically saying that the last year and a half, there's been a lot of behind the scenes work going on. A lot of behind the scenes. We didn't uh, let that stop us on a lot of innovations. We worked a lot on, for example, the maps as well as um, other data uh, analysis tools so that we could understand our, our certificates and the, how they've panned out over time. One example is um, for years we've been publishing a, a monthly PDF report on uh, our basic statistics of certification, number of certificates, for uh, certified areas, the countries they're in. Now we publish that in a time series on a map with data. So we've, we've already started to allow that, that data that already was stored not to flow only to one PDF that a researcher or others would have to open, download, and do that multiple times for each month. But we now publish that in one large data set and make it available on a map. Wait. So we've done a lot of work 
not only under the hood, that's, I think, the bulk of the work. Mm. Um, but we've also been producing some of those information products as we bring in, in place new infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So basically what you're saying is that a simple tool like that enables anybody basically to go in and see stats on FSE in a given country. That's basically correct. going back as well, right? Because going back until, and we have consistent structured data back till 2012. Um, we do have other data that we're looking to, to structure so that it can also uh, go into the data set that's pre-2012. But, you know, that's already quite a, a feat. I mean, mm -hmm. quite a number of years. What's been the most difficult part the last three years, basically? Two and a half. Um, <laughs> Two and a half. The most difficult part. I think, uh, I think it's, it's always difficult when you're you know that you're, you have very clear goals on helping the organization, helping its stakeholders, helping its mission. And it's, it's, not, it's not like moving from one location for your office to another location for your office where you tell everyone, all right, close your computers because on this day we're going to move to the new office. This, is, this would be like having them continue to work on their computer while moving them to <laughs> this new uh, foundation, this new location in many cases. So that's, there's an art to doing that really. And it's really trying to, to recognize how far people can go, where you can stretch things and really um, trying to hear and capture all of the needs and knowing that there are a lot of needs. We're, we're a broad set of stakeholders in this organization. So, um, you know, keeping that flow of emerging communications and, and, and engagement and understanding while trying to also um, cater for some of those needs and prioritize them, it's, it's a large effort in itself. So that's, that's been difficult. But, you know, today technology is so standardized. You can rely on good practice standards uh, to implement new infrastructure. So we've I think come a long way, but I think the difficulty is really the, what's on top of all of that. It's really instituting the change mm -hmm. as best possible. Well, thank you, Michael. That was uh, very informative. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Thank you. I hope that this last half an hour has given you a glimpse into the journey that FSC is on to innovate the way we work with digital tools. In the next episode, we will be taking a closer look at what FSC is doing with satellite monitoring and DIS. And in the following one, we will be diving into the digital forest audit reports that Kim was referring to earlier today. If you want to get in touch with us or just follow our work, I strongly encourage you to join our LinkedIn group that's called FSC Digital Innovations, and it's open to everyone. You can also always get in touch with me on digital input at fsc.org. I'm Laura Worm, and this was Forest for the Future.